she moved to a small town where the rule of law still exists. You will not survive here. You're not a wolf. And this is the land of wolves now. Hello and welcome to another edition of The Substandard, sponsored by the Black Tux and ExpressVPN. I'm Victor Mattis, along with Sonny Bunch and Jonathan V. Last. I'd like to remind you the Substandard is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just look at a podcast and search for Substandard. You'll easily find us. Please subscribe, tell your friends, and leave a review. Gentlemen, how are we? JVL, I was waiting to see if there was news on the local uh, station about some sort of violence at a Lowe's in Woodbridge, and it was pretty quiet. I'm happy to hear it, but what is going on? We need a Lowe's update. Well, this is Thursday, so I believe that uh, we had a successful installation of the dishwasher, which was sitting in the middle of my kitchen for the last five days. But I can't be sure because there are some vagaries in the space-time continuum. Oh. Yes, I understand that because so I can go a little back in time in a bit. Go so on. so your dishwasher, your 39-decibel mm-hmm. dishwasher, was just sitting in the middle of your floor for five days until it was installed this Thursday morning? Yep. Installed by... Question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did the Lowe's people just drop it off and leave it there? Uh, they did. Question, is your other, was for this five-day period, was your other uh, uh, dishwasher in full service? Was it there and in operating? Yes. Okay. So you 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 had dishwashing Good capabilities. Mm-hmm. You just... Limited. There is a crack in the motor housing, which means that I have probably like three more washes possible before the uh, flood pan filled mm. and we and tripped then, into flood mode that's no good what does that, that mean explain that <laughs> it just means the dishwasher stops working when okay. it, oh that's when you start seeing water on the floor no no so these things have okay. what's called flood mode which is uh when the flood pan tips past a certain thing there's a and sensor saying hey stop stop what you're doing and right it now shut it, it shuts everything off and it prevents the water from actually overflowing uh, but the what was wrong with this was going to cost as much to fix as a new dishwasher. Question. Yes. Did you actually end up going to Lowe's? I did not. I did not. I uh, I was a little bit overheated last Thursday. Understandably, though. Is that fair to say? Understandably. When you're on the phone that long, you were so, it'll drive you crazy. You were so mad that you were afraid of what you would do. At the lows, is that basically? I, no, no. What it was was I, uh, I hit a period of hanger, where I was both angry but also intensely hungry. Mm-hmm. Hanger, yes. This is a common angry. phrase. And so yeah. I went home from the studio first to consume a little bit of protein, non-carbohydrate, just protein, no carbs. Did you just eat? Still like, no carbs. Just eat chunks of like cheese lunch and meat. meat. Cheese and meat. Just grabbed handfuls of yeah. meat, shoved it in your face. You're mm-hmm. like, ah. <laughs> yep, just just put a banger right in the mouth. And uh, I forgot here <laughs> in the States you call it a sausage in the mouth. Um, and uh, Very good, very funny. And yeah. while I was finishing shoving all the meat to the back of my 
the back of my my mouth hole. Like baby bird, <laughs> like baby bird style. You were just you just threw your throat back. Mine, and you were, oh, 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 like that. Sort of. The my cell phone rang, and it was the driver of the truck informing me, "Hey, I'm 20 minutes out from your house." And so it all worked out. Now Mike from Lowe's never bothered calling me back to tell me that the driver was going to no. call me. So you, the, de- you the decided line, you decided not to refuse delivery. I decided at that point with it. I mean, it was here. I hadn't yet gone to Lord Bezos, mm-hmm. and so I just said, "Let's F just it. do this thing. F it. Let's just do this thing." You know, burden, burden in the in. hand, mm-hmm. washer in the hand. Put better than one in the box. Put my dishwasher. Oh, very good. Two in, in the, the Bosch. middle of my kitchen, please, and we'll just leave it there. We can mm-hmm. all walk around it. Until... We use it. We use it like a little bit like a kitchen island. I love that. I've always wanted one. I don't have. Well, one. I have one. Very small. It's very exciting. And uh, eat on top of the belt. And yeah. so we're gonna do that until uh, the good people at Appliance Geek, who is my appliance appliance repair. Uh, right. service of choice can come over uh, on Monday, which is when they came yeah. over Monday night while yeah. I was not home because I'm not going to be home during this because I'm going to be off doing something else. Oh, where are you going? Going to uh, going to see a baseball game. Oh, nice. Yeah, just you alone? or uh... I have been invited by, I don't want to talk too much about this, but I've been invited by uh, my hero, the, the guy who is my... Legit, my the, my biggest hero of all time, and uh, Allen Iverson. You're going to a baseball game even, with Allen Iverson. Even bigger. Wow. And uh, uh, you he, didn't tell me we're going to a baseball game. When I said yes to this invitation over email, uh, my hero, this very kind gentleman, then said, "Oh, this will be great because my other guest uh, is going to be a uh, a noted practitioner of the managerial arts." Oh, come on, Adam. Is it Adam? No, it's Cheddar TV. What the. I'm just not yeah. I'm denying the call. That's Cheddar. insane. I think Cheddar raised like $500 million in VC money. <laughs> All right. I'm not sitting down trying Hello? to be like, what's is the this? next big thing or how can I go viral? This I'm is just like a... What the fuck is this? This, this is, is like a like ran- ad. Hello? Hey, guys. This is Max at Cheddar. How's it going? Uh, good. Awesome. How are you, Max? What's up, dude? Doing well. I can hear you. I can't see you. Do you have your video enabled? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've got it. Can you see us? Uh, no, not who, yet. Who Try clearing you? your cash. Who are you and why are you calling us in the middle of a podcast? Uh, yeah, nothing's changing. L- let me call you right back. Don't. Do that. Don't hey, no, call us right hey, back, do Max. Do not call us right back. We're waiting for you, dude. Do not call us right back. We're in the middle of something. Cheddar. Cheddar is a big thing, is man. Is there a connection to Cheddar and, um... No? Cheddar is no, no. Cheddar is like this giant. It's like money for millennials. It's like imagine <laughs> CNBC for millennials, but all online. I'm not kidding. This is a real thing. This uh, is a thing that is happening out that there. Here's in a media. question. Question, JVL. Do you think that uh, he called Why the right number? Why didn't you guys play you, along yeah, with this? Uh, because you I got a show I, to do. I don't. I don't have time for <laughs> Cheddar or its. B- do you think he called the right number? I, I don't know, and I don't care either. <laughs> hey, uh, I, I was serious when I said don't call back. So I guess we're cutting all that. Uh, are we? Uh, it. I, I... JVL, you were talking about your baseball game so you're yeah, gonna take let's just, let's just move you're on taking you're taking the the day off so i guess the two of you will not be men at work 
Ah, well played. How are you, Victorino? Oh, I might as well go to me, huh? I'll go out, Sonny. Uh, collect Let him thoughts. cool down. Sonny's really mad. Yeah, he is, but that, it was annoying. That's annoying. Okay. Uh, as you know, uh, getting ready uh, for the cruise. Although I thought you left yesterday. I, well, that's true. If you're listening to it now, I'm actually- You're Skyping in I'm from the wireless <laughs> Skyping in from, from, from the Club ship. Teen. Yep. From, from Cast. No. Disney Teen? Yes. Uh, currently, as you're listening to this, I'm actually, not only am I on the cruise, I'm currently uh, under custody of Bahamian <laughs> authorities. Uh, for what? I have no idea, but I'm, I'm, I'm there having a great time. The fastest Wi-Fi signal is in the teen club. Thank you. Uh, there's, uh, but I was looking way, for Liv and Maddie. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I just want to say I uh, also got r- lots of help uh, from listener Lara Mason, who is a substandard fan and listens to show and is just telling me stuff to do on the Disney Cruise. Ooh. Get those reusable souvenir mugs so you can, you know... Use them and for soda. Big, for soda, lots of soda, unlimited. Sunny would love this, um, but I tell you I what, do love unlimited soda. Unlimited <laughs> soda. Um, I'm not doing. I don't know if they have this there, but I'm not doing the drink package. Every cruise ship has a drink, like Carnival or Carnivore, as they call it. You know, that's one of their big sells. You don't see this like at Holland America when we do the the, the standard. They don't talk about it that much, but Carnival, that's the big sell that they're trying to get you. Like buy the drink package, unlimited, whatever. And then just drink away, but it's 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 a hefty price, so it forces you to drink even more. But uh, I'm not going to. Well, do I, that. So wait, a uh, question. Yes. Uh, this is like a this is like an all inclusive type package that they that lots of cruise ships do that. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm, for uh, drinking. So, but it's only for drinking. It's yes. not for food. That's already paid for. Food is food is included. Food is, food food is included in the with the price. Yes, but and not nice beverage. Tea and water. Mm-hmm. Are included exactly. in the price, That's but right. not like soda. But not sodas yeah. or alcohol. Alcohol, and you huh. can choose either an alcohol plus soda package, Very alcohol good. only, or soda only. I'm huh. impressed. Can I ask what these packages cost? Like, what is the actual it cost? Of varies cruise line to cruise line. Um, yeah, it's. I want to say the soda package is typically like fifty bucks for a week, yeah, and the alcohol. Like I don't even remember. Yeah, what you do, what you notice on the ship is everybody drinking iced tea. Is what you see because nobody wants to pay for the soda mm-hmm. package. Uh, the drinks thing is more interesting, but again, we were not on that kind of a cruise ship. Um, you know, ours was with you know older folks. So that. So, what really are you looking concern. forward to most? What is uh, what? What is the big attraction on your ship um, that you're on uh, right me, now? Personally, oh, that I'm right now, uh, breakfast buffet. I think it's great. And making full use of a gym. Almost never. One of the great pluses, and this is true actually when we did the standard cruises, one of the best places is the gym because nobody goes to it. Few people. This could be different with a lot of parents. I don't know. But few people actually make use of the the gym on cruise ships either because they're, they're there for the food. They're getting big. Or they're too old to use the gym. And so I'm looking forward to my plan is gym in the morning and then big breakfast. I'll tell you about my gym. That's my experience and bar. Obviously, on. bar. Uh, how is? I assume you've planned this out. How is the RG diet going to work with being on a cruise ship? Because these seem to be like an irresistible force and an immovable object. I'm just going to tell myself. I'm, t- I'm going to tell myself in my brain. Am I deriving any more pleasure from eating this thing that's in my mouth? And if the answer is no, then I'll stop eating. I think that's how it's going to work. I, I don't know. I mean, how was that reduced gluttony? <laughs> that's just the, that's, that's the just definition. The G. That's oh, the definition that's of just the G diet. Uh, I'm going to have to get back to you on that. One of the things to counter the gluttony is not just saying, "Oh, I shouldn't have that extra whatever it is," including ice cream. Which, let's face it, I love ice cream, but that's there's a lot of carbs in there. As are you know. there? Yeah, that's what they say. Uh, but uh, I am. We are. I'm still on track to do. 
the Castaway Key 5K with my sister. It's very non-competitive. If you end up having to wimp out and walk it at the end, you can do that. There are water Where stations, is people this? Is that the Disney on the island. island. The on, Disney Island? This is the Disney Island, and that is my plan. So you're going to run a 5K? What what I'm not, time yeah. are you shooting for? I don't know. So far, I've only been doing 2.2 miles. Okay. And the 5K is 3.1. 3.2. 3. 3. Oh, no. 3.2. Uh, and uh, according to Matt, my run, I'm averaging about 9.39. That's pretty quick. Is it? Okay, That is good. a brisk pace. Hill, too. It's very hilly, and this That's is brisk. Not... You're going to be fine. We'll see what happens. It's going to be hot. We'll see. It's first thing in the morning. You're going to run sub-30. So we're, we're gonna. That would be exciting. You will run sub-30. I Wait, have I, been I'm told sorry. by uh, our colleague, Stephanie Merrick, who runs marathons from time to time, to start slow. Would you agree with that? Yes, uh, and especially because you will have to force yourself to start slow because the excitement of running in a big group of people right. just is that right. Plus, yeah. My suggestion to mm-hmm. you would yes. be to start at the absolute back part of the pack, Ooh. like start last. Interesting. And this way, uh, you will have people to pass all along the way, it, and it's it's, it's a motivator passing people. It's just fun. It's fun passing people, and okay. you won't wind up getting passed as much, which can be a little bit demotivating. Yes. Uh, that's a great tip. Yeah. Uh, wait, sorry, sorry, you're taking a cruise to go do a 5K? Yes. Is I'm doing it. I'm what? going to do it. Yes. I, it's just, you know. And the 5K takes place on the boat? On the island. Oh, no, no. On the island. What so island? Run through. What is this island? It's the Disney the island. The private Disney island. Disney All these cruise lines have called. their own private island. Holland America <laughs> has one. And uh, so this is called Castaway Key. The interesting thing about the island, it was before it was acquired by Disney, uh, it was a, uh, a smuggling uh, island. Back in the days of pirates. That's what that's what my wife said. She goes, oh, you mean like pirates? I go, no, more like the 80s. More you like know. the Crockett and Tubbs <laughs> right, type Crockett smuggling. Smuggling. Okay, so that's what's coming up with me. So there, so there yes. are just caches of cocaine <laughs> Could be. lying around this you know, island. Because there's Start a run- digging. They have a runway. That, you know what I mean? There's, uh, the runway's still there. You know, it's like on the other side of the island was the runway for those Cessnas to fly in and you throw all <laughs> the bags in the back. It's exciting stuff. Sonny, how are you now? Uh, I'm fine. I'm the I'm cheddar s- thing really broke you, didn't it? It, it did. No, it's it just threw as, you it's off. annoying, it's... and I'm now I'm in a bad mood. So I'm surprised you didn't want to play with them. I don't. I don't know if it was somebody who I knew. Yeah, like when 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 our friend called accidentally, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this is a fun thing. Mm-hmm. But when when they call, when it's some other organization that I don't, I've never heard of, and is apparently a no, giant big deal. thing. God, so big amongst millennials. Here, I'll find. I'll find the cheddar uh, TV, and they don't. They they they. they it just uh, it was very annoying. And, you, and you when wait. he called back, that was annoying. Yes. When I mm-hmm. after I very mm-hmm. explicitly said, mm-hmm. "Don't call back." This is it, man. Look, this is cheddar. What is that? That's <laughs> not a thing. TV. It is a That's live not a thing. streaming money for service for millennials. I guarantee you what's going to happen, Sonny, is next week we could be at the office at the Beacon. He's, oh, by the way, we have these people we have to meet with from Cheddar. It's going to be- I w- I w- <laughs> Oh, no. They're saying there's a big headline. Bitcoin plummets. Oh, no. Not Bitcoin. Oh, okay. Not the Bitcoins. So, so otherwise. Cheddar All of the is Bitcoins alive. in my pocket are smaller now. Cheddar That's is a live Bitcoins streaming work, financial right? news network founded by John Steinberg in the United mm. States. It broadcasts live daily from the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, hmm. That's I what wonder Wikipedia who says. I just finished uh, Bonfire of the Vanities hey, this weekend, which was you. speaking Who's of the real hero of that movie. Sherman, that, McCoy, uh, sorry, Sherman that McCoy is 100%. Well, Sherman, either Sherman McCoy or the judge Myron Kavitsky, mm-hmm. the two heroes of that book mm-hmm. by far. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 it's it's fascinating. It is a fascinating look at like the world, the 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 embryonic 
stage yes. of the world yes. we have right yes. now. Yes, yes, And that world that they live in no longer exists, yeah. per se. That right. world, I guess you could say it's extinct. Oh, Speaking of which, uh, over the weekend, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom took the top spot at the box office with $60 million, followed by Incredibles 2 with $45.5 million, and in third place, Sicario, Dave Soldado, with $19 million. Do we have box office thoughts? It was a 60% drop, they said, yeah, for but, Jurassic. That sounds was, about right. Uh, I mean, that movie's going to be fine. It'll make a billion dollars. Um, what was interesting was uh, Sicario, Day of the Soldado, outperforming expectations by oh. like a solid 50% or so. Is I mean, right? it was it was projected to make 12 or $13 million and instead made almost 20, yes. which is uh, a big number. And I'm kind of curious, I would, I would be curious to know what the ethnic breakdown of the audiences was Ooh. because it was, it was advertised in a way that suggests to me that they were trying to reach out specifically to, uh, uh, Hispanic American audiences with yes. the kind of posters with the yes. like Dia de los Muertos skeletons yes, with draped with the mm-hmm. American and the Mexican mm-hmm. flags and the skeletons mm-hmm. holding a gun and, and I'm just like the, I thought the skull I, also had tattoos maybe yeah, or something so yeah, that's yeah, also yeah, that. I mean it, it was that. very it was it was mm-hmm. very it was very interesting uh to me at least as mm-hmm. somebody who was kind of interested in the micro targeting of these various groups whatever they did it was a success because the the film came out outperformed uh expectations and they made they made uh, more money than they probably should have in their first weekend, which is going to be good for them because the movie I don't think will hold very well. It only got a B from Cinema Score um, compared to the original, which well, got an A minus. Really unhappy because it wasn't bleak enough. It wasn't <laughs> nearly bleak enough. No, this is like a real thing that we can get into when we when we do Audiences the review. Wanted to but... leave the theater, wanting to slit their wrists, and they only came out being mildly <laughs> bummed out. And so they said, "Yeah, this didn't live up well, to expectations." Exactly. Exactly. This but, is this yeah. is this is exactly how I feel, frankly. <laughs> but uh, I know I know you're doing shtick right now. But this is exactly how I feel, uh, uh, Sonny. And, and you reviewed it for the Beacon. Uh, I did. What are your thoughts? Well, I'm I'm an enormous fan of the uh, the first Sicario. I think it's like I think it's one of the best movies of the last decade or so. And it uh, I wrote a whole piece about it for Decider. People can can go read that. Just Google Sunny Bunch Decider. It's somewhere in there. Um, but I'm uh, I'm I'm tremendously fond of it because it is this it it is it is uh, kind of an expression of relatively pure nihilism, which is like it's not idealistic really in any sort of way. It's just like here is the world that we have as we have it now. How do we try to get regain control of it? Um, and it is filled with these kind of pithy little not quite one liners from from Benicio del Toro's character, but like. But but you know kind of pithy little maxims. Right. Uh, you know at one point at the Emily Blunt character who is essentially the audience surrogate and is just kind of along for the ride mm-hmm. in the film, you know asks what she needs to know about the cartels and Benicio del Toro like like adjusts his his the cu- the cuff of his shirt and is like you're asking how a watch works. Let's just keep an eye on the time for now. It's very smart and like well I don't know if it's smart, but it's like clever and it's amusing and it uh, and the movie is filled with lines like that and that's one of the reasons why I love it. Um and directed by and directed by Denis Villeneuve who Sorry, was What was his last name? Denis Villeneuve. Okay, thank you. Who uh, uh I would pay money to hear you say his name over and over again. <laughs> Denis, I love it. Denis Villeneuve. That would be a nice ringtone. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh 
it was directed by uh, Mr. Villeneuve, who is, of course, uh, one of our most interesting mainstream filmmakers right now. Uh, and this was kind of, I wouldn't say it's before people knew who he was because he had been not, I, like, Incendies uh, was nominated for a foreign language Oscar. And the year before Sicario came out, Prisoners came out, which was like a modest success. It, mm. it did, it did mm-hmm. well. But I think Sicario was the first movie that really kind of put him on the map uh, for most people. Um, and it's bleak. It is, as JBL says, bleak. It's a bleak movie. Uh, the first one. Very, the first one. The bleak first one. opening. It's it's a bleak opening. It opens with a stash house filled with corpses. It ends with the character who we kind of most enjoy seeing in action, Alejandro, murdering a family. Um, granted, it's the family of a drug lord, yeah. but still, it's, it's you know, it's, it's a tough scene. And uh, and uh, it ends with with the main character telling. Uh, it ends with Alejandro telling our the audience surrogate. Go away! Leave this town. This is a land of wolves. Now you are not a you are not a wolf. This is this is the world in which we live, and you are not equipped to deal mm-hmm. with it. And frankly, that's true for most of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. that's the you know. So anyway, the the sequel is m- not great. It is uh, it is a bit of a mess. It has a core nugget of a good idea, which we get in the opening moments. The cartels are making most of their money now from human trafficking, or at least a large portion of their money. The most profitable portion of their empire is human trafficking, and they have begun trafficking Muslim terrorists into the country. The movie opens with a suicide bombing in the desert uh, when, when, when Muslim terrorist gets caught and he blows himself up rather than be captured. And then we cut from there to uh, a, a quartet of bombers taking out a, uh, a grocery store in the Midwest in Kansas City. And the government says, we're taking the gloves off. No rules this time, as opposed to the first movie where there were so many rules about, you know, engagement. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So many rules. No rules this time. And they send uh, Josh Brolin's character into, into to, to basically get the cartels to go to war with each other so they can't focus on their business of shipping Muslim mm-hmm. terrorists into the country. Is this, this is the, the idea. Of clear and present danger. Kind of, sort well, of. but yeah. but well, yeah. but no, but clear and present danger was more about just like going in and blowing up all the the, but, the drug but houses. Literally, it becomes we have to take the gloves off because they've killed a president's financial contributor. Yeah, right. And right. their plan then is to go in and turn the cartels against each other. And they do fight with each other in the in the end. There, right? Yeah. Was it was it specifically about getting the cartels to fight with each other in yes. Clear and Present Danger? I thought was that is that uh, well, I thought that they were just trying to use that as cover, like they were going in and blowing it up and like making it look like they were. And that was the idea. The idea was right. okay. to get. Uh, I can't remember. It doesn't. Matter. It could be that all yeah. cartel movies. Ultimately, the plan is to, to get the cartels. That to should turn be against the plan. Other. That should be the plan. But there's something went wrong with this movie. Something went terribly, terribly, horribly wrong with this movie because. All of that driving action gets dismissed with one line of dialogue toward the end of the movie, um, and uh, it instead becomes about how Alejandro, the Benicio del Toro's character, how Alejandro is basically a Terminator-style action hero who can get shot in the face and survive. And like, and this is this is this is a real problem with the film. The the in the original film, uh, it has these horribly tense sections of the movie where you have a very real sense that anyone could die at any moment um you 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 know the the way the the everything is framed and the way it is shot and the kind of propulsive uh uh beats of Mm -hmm, the music mm -hmm. it feels very very tense and you have that same kind of feeling kind of in this movie you have that same kind of feeling where you know uh, uh benicio del toro's character or josh brolin's character could get taken out at any time and they've 
kidnap this little girl who's one of the the daughters of the cartel chief, and you know, maybe she's going to die. And and there's a great sequence. There is there is actually a great sequence where he, where Benicio del Toro's character, but uh, where Benicio del Toro's character is trying to sneak back into the country. He's trying to be ferried in one of these human smuggling operations, uh, and the the Mexicans figure out who he is, and they decide to kill him, and they shoot him in the desert. They shoot him right in the right in the head. And like twenty minutes later, he comes back to life. He's like, because oh, because oh, no. he got shot through a, the cheeks. It was a Steve Buscemi Fargo moment. Yeah, it happens. Right? It's you know? or worst. do you mean a Russell Crowe LA Confidential oh, moment? Another one. Yeah. Yes, but it it oh. just cheapens the whole thing, and it. Uh, and I was I was more or less with the movie, even though again they they're kind of undercutting everything from the first film in this movie. You know the. The the Benicio del Toro spends a large portion of the movie trying to save the life of the daughter of the cartel boss who ordered his family murdered. Mm-hmm. Right. He literally right. ends the first film by shooting kids in the yeah. face. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. he's yeah. trying to get revenge on all of these mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. So something happened in script the, rewrites yeah. or something yeah. where they they basically took the 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 second and third act of this movie. And they decided to make it okay. We need we need an action franchise mm-hmm. where Benicio del Toro is just mm-hmm. kicking butt, mm-hmm. and he's actually kind of a good guy. You know, he's like he's mm-hmm. not that he's not super nihilistic, and no. he's not he's gonna be he's gonna save this little girl, and everyone's gonna be happy. And like that's not what the first movie is about. And this movie, I I don't like to say that a sequel can ruin the first movie in a series. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think that's true. Right. The first movie will always be there. Sicario. I can always go back and watch Sicario whenever mm-hmm. I want. But it really does kind of undercut the 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 character, the yeah. the world that they built. The characters. He should have just died. Also, if 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 yeah. if Benicio del Toro's character had died in the mm-hmm. desert, mm-hmm. like a dog being mm-hmm. shot down by right. these, you know, I think the movie would have been a hundred percent. Instead better. of appearing later in the film, he doesn't even look like he has a scar on his face. I assume it's perhaps years. Later, I don't know well, because it's one year later it says the, there's a oh, title card that says I one year later. I missed that, yeah. and the, I saw the kid is totally tatted up, so I figured that happened. Who is the director? The director, the um, his name it is, is Salimo or something like Denis. this. It's not Denis. Denis. No, it's no, not no, Denis Villeneuve. 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 Is it Villeneuve? <laughs> You're Villeneuve? now dropping whole letters. Villeneuve. It's now two syllables. Villeneuve. It's it's his name is Salimo or something like that. He's an Italian. He's an Italian uh, director who uh, is the showrunner of Gamora, which is like mm-hmm. a Italian uh, Italian mafia, yeah. mafia show. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, they always, they, but they did use a lot of military hard pa- uh, power in 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 the sequel. I thought. And they well, this had is the bases well, this is ahead. something that this yeah. is another thing that doesn't actually mm-hmm. make any sense about mm-hmm. the movie. There's a whole scene uh, where where uh, Josh Brolin's character goes to meet with a guy who's played by Shea Wiggum, who's one of my favorites. He was he's from uh, Boardwalk Empire. Okay, and he was on uh, he was in Wolf of Wall Street. He's been in a bunch of movies mm-hmm. um, and TV shows. I love him. I love Shea Wiggum, but he is like. He he goes to this guy and he's like, I need you to, I need oh, you right. to, I, I need to, to give you money and then you will set me up with a private army. Yes. You can give me like, yeah. we'll get, we'll get Black Hawk mm-hmm. helicopters, we'll mm-hmm. get drones mm-hmm. with attack mm-hmm. capabilities, yeah. and I need yeah. the gear mm-hmm. to set up my my mm-hmm. Delta team. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, this is gonna cost you ten million dollars a month. And he's mm-hmm. like, deal. This right. is coming from the American government, but we need plausible deniability. And then all of the action is set out of an uh, army base, yes, or an uh, air force uh, base. Y- yes, so they it's, clearly... it's all of the action is set on on U.S. soil from a U.S. Military base. Mm-hmm. What? 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 
Why didn't they just yeah. use the the American gear? I don't understand. Yeah. The hardware, I don't know. I mean, and they had. So I mean, they were using the drones, and GPS tracking was very imp- uh, important. Obviously, the technology is important. I assume the military had their own virtual private network, but so should we, right, JVL? With all this news lately about data hacks and breaches, it's hard for me not to worry about my digital privacy. I, you know, I don't. Again, I don't want to read the actual thing because the truth is. Here's the spot. There's the sponsor is ExpressVPN. It is a virtual private network, and it, we love all our sponsors equally on this show. But ExpressVPN is actually a really awesome product, and I have been. This is. I feel like this is my. You should go get a colonoscopy speech, um, because like people like look set, setting up a VPN is kind of a pain in the ass. If you try to do it yourself, you have to like find a spare computer, set it up in your basement next to your wireless router. You've got to pay attention. It's going to be running all the time, twenty four seven. Is it doable? Yes. Is it a pain in the ass? Yes. Uh, I delayed setting up a VPN for years, years. Because it's such a pain in the neck. And the truth is, everybody who ever works from a public Wi-Fi network, if you are working at a library or at a Starbucks or even at your office, if you don't trust your office mm-hmm. uh, dev team security, um, you should have a VPN. You should use it. It encrypts all of the data. This way you can actually like do your banking over a public Wi-Fi if you have a VPN without worrying about people hacking into your stuff and snooping on you. Um and ExpressVPN is the answer to all this. It is literally a one-button push. Installing it takes about five seconds. You wow. click a link, you download, you hit the install button, and then uh, it literally sets like a giant power button on your computer screen. You say, do you want to set up your VPN? And you press it, and it says, great, you've got a VPN. You're secure now. That's it. That is the sum total of it. It winds up being less than 7 bucks a month. Uh, this is something that everybody who has a laptop should do. If you ever work and carry your laptop around and do it from places that aren't in your home network at home, you should do it. Uh, if you're a crazy person who worries about your, your ISP uh, snooping on you, like if you worry about Comcast looking at, uh, like, I don't know, what actresses your IMD being or something while, while the Disney Channel's on in the background, then you should also have ExpressVPN. Um, just do it. Just do it. Everybody should have ExpressVPN. It is a really great product. It works seamlessly. Uh, it does not slow down your internet connection speed at all. It's just awesome. Um, and we're actually super happy to have them as a sponsor. And I actually now can't imagine living without it. It's really good. Wow. Um, so uh, take back your internet privacy today and find out how you can get three months free, which is, again, it's like 20 bucks value. You should do this. Uh, go to expressvpn.com slash substandard. That's, I don't know why they want me to spell it out, but I'll do it. E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash substandard. You get three months free with a one-year package. Uh this is a really great company. It's a really good product. Uh, I, I use it for real, and once they stop sponsoring us, I will still pay for it and still use it for real. It's really good. Uh, don't put it off. Uh, it's the type of just sort of digital hygiene that everybody should practice, and it's a pain in the neck to do it on your own, so don't do it on your own. Just mm-hmm. have them do it for you, and mm-hmm. it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, expressvpn.com slash substandard. Thank you, JVL. That's the most impassioned ad read i've ever heard it's a really good product mm. and they let us use it and when Thank we you. can use good products i no. think we try to move them that's what i try to do yeah, i got i got a little worried when you said digital hygiene oh hey <laughs> um 
I you don't know even what, know what to say about digital. that. Digital, yes. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, I like that. get yes. it. Digit. The other yeah, digit. The other digit. Digital hygiene. Uh, that's important, too. Um, I thought this uh, movie, Sonny, um, it's funny. It opens. Did I, you see it, Vic? I did. I went to did see it. Did anyone else? No. There's nothing to say yeah. about it. Uh, I thought it was extremely timely. And the, I mean, it takes the, the, the bulk of this movie takes place on the Mexico-Texas border, and it involves trafficking. I thought if the president saw the first 15 minutes or 20, he's like, oh, he'll be like, yeah. holy, you know. What, uh, this is, part this of is me, the problem. Part of me almost yeah. wonders if they got cold feet about uh, about the kind of timeliness of it, because yes. there's again, like I said, there's there's a li- there's literally one line towards the end of the film uh, where uh, some helper woman who was working for the for the federal government says like, but they weren't even trapped. The, they weren't even trafficked here. They were American-born terrorists, right? Uh, in Catherine the Kansas, says right, right. That. and it's just like okay, well, from New Jersey, right, right, and then and so like. And so, and then the 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 whole movie kind of has gone off the rails already yes. at this point. But it is it is clear that at some point in the script writing process, Taylor Sheridan, who who wrote this movie and who wrote the original, was given the note that this is not actually we're not actually going to make a movie about terrorists being transported in right. to into right. America. We're not going to make a movie about Alejandro going to war with the cartels. We want something else. Right. I, and I, the thing the, the 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 Frankenstein monster that they have created is just a it just doesn't work right. really on any right. on any level. Right. The suicide bomber in the beginning in the depart in the in the in the supermarket thing that's a total MacGuffin. I mean we just never go back to that. And and again as soon as I heard Catherine Keener mention that the I, the terrorists were from New Jersey. I'm like, well, this whole thing is completely shot. But I think that's a great observation that that it might have originally been, you know, terrorists coming through the Mexican border and they can't do that. I'm sorry. From PC yeah. standpoint, isn't that worse? No, if the idea no, is no, like, no. oh, they're homegrown. Like you can't trust any people of the Islamic mm. faith through from from here. I mean, isn't it actually better to I, be I, like, I, you know, look, American uh, citizens uh, are peaceful mm. and no? No. The, I was the all just kind of who's not, not, being gored at the in, moment. In, not think. not in our current moment. Not, not, a, not in the last So five years, years ago. Five that would have been yes, worse. Much worse. Probably. Everything is shifting, isn't it? It does. It does. and by the way, when I saw Matthew Modine you immediately, I, there's never a thought that crosses my mind. Oh, he might be a good Secretary of Defense. Yeah, he might be a nice guy. Right. Well, I mean, he's not like it's it's a weird character again. Like they don't they don't quite know what to do with him because he like he starts off the, the movie being kind of hard nosed and badass, and then he's like a squish at the end. Yeah. And like once right. they need him to change, right. I mean, it just is such. Maybe, maybe there's a deeper lesson here about the inability of the American government to stick mm-hmm. with any program for any length of time. Mm-hmm. That political pressures get to you and mm-hmm. both. But like, I, I just think that there's the the. Uh, I think the expediency that they were looking for was one that had yeah. to do with the uh, with with turning Alejandro into something that he shouldn't be. Right. Which is basically an action hero. I I, th- I think it was around yeah, I mean sort of the, when it starts the first 20 30 minutes I was t- I had very low expectations going in because I know I knew you didn't like it and and so I was not expecting much but then I got kind of got sucked into it yep. like oh this is really interesting and then it just loses you basically I I I actually really enjoy essentially everything that happens up until uh, Alejandro goes off to chase the little girl into the desert. That's an interesting point. Like everything, oh, everything yeah. up to yeah. there, I yeah. think more or less works. Mm-hmm. And then after that, the movie just veers off in the wrong direction, mm-hmm. totally in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, by the way, I was thinking it's a very busy summer for both Josh Brolin and Catherine Keener. 
because they both uh, they're both in this movie together, uh, and they were both voices in different movies. Of course, uh, Brolin was the voice of Thanos. Two. Two. He's in uh, Deadpool too. He's also in Deadpool. So yeah. this oh, is his right, third of blockbuster He's of the really summer. Busy. And then Catherine Keener was the voice in Incredibles too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the people keep busy about this. Do you uh, have other? Uh, oh, you know what else I thought? By the way, after watching and being like, and at the end of the movie, people seem to be sort of like, let's just people just leave. Yeah. You know, you, this is just a kind of a depressed vibe, as, as you were noting. Um, I thought, but it's but not, I said you know this but could not be, but know. not depressed because not the movie is enough. bleak because no, the movie because the movie the movie has like this weirdly happy ending where where Alejandro comes back to life and Josh Brolin's character is like we're not executing this drug cartel uh, girl we're gonna put her in the witness protection program and he like takes her to safety it's like it's this it's this weirdly saccharine and yeah nonsense ending and Benicio del Toro gives the little pep talk to the kid the boy yeah right? so you want well that's the worst line in the whole movie the, it, this it kind of encapsulates everything that's wrong with this film at the the last shot of the movie is the kid who shot Benicio del Toro in the face um, he he goes to like his handler for his next assignment and in the handler's room is Benicio del Toro, who's wearing a suit, and he's all he's looking. He looks good and healthy, and uh, he says to the kid, "So you, it's something like, so you want to be a Sicario, yeah, or so you want to learn right. how to be a Sicario, or mm-hmm. something like that." And it, the, the line itself is bad because why is he switching between languages? Why wouldn't he just say, "So you want to be a hitman," or why wouldn't yeah. he say the whole thing in Spanish? Spanish. Blah 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 blah, Sicario. You know, I like. Why? Why? Why are they switching the language? It's it's like it encapsulates everything that's wrong with this, and they needed that because they needed to a have the title of the movie mm-hmm. uh, in the last line for whatever reason because they've created the Sicario expanded universe, uh, and and two they needed it because they they wanted to have something that audiences could just understand because they they don't want be oh God forbid they have to read anything on the screen so you want to be a Sicario question. Please arrange the following movies from bleak to bleakest. Okay. <laughs> Traffic, <laughs> The Counselor, and Sicario. From bleak from bleak to bleakest. To bleakest. From uh, so least bleak is Traffic. Second least bleak is Sicario. Bleakest is The Counselor. Okay, so The Counselor. The, counsel- is the Counselor more. is the bleakest movie I've ever seen. It's, it's amazing. Awfully bleak. I love it. I Victorino, every, do you I concur? Every second of that movie. I, I would put at the very top, uh, "Gone Baby Gone." Oh, that was because you know what's gonna. They made he made a bad choice. He should, the, the the kid should have been happily living with Morgan Freeman, and he does technically what's right. But you know, in the end, this little girl is a lost cause. Plus, you know, anything involving harm to children, they had some off. That was just bleak, and it still haunts me. I, I wish I didn't see that movie. Believe it or not. So, question. I have an aversion to bleak movies. I've just, I used to love them back when I was a young man and a little more angry. Uh, now I just don't, I don't consume enough media to be able to like wash the feeling of the bleakness away. We have kids too. It's a big thing. Could I watch Sicario on my phone at the gym and would that radically diminish the power of the bleakness? This is a, and this is a serious question. So if you take a movie <clears throat> yes. like Sicario, think, which is an incredible, would. which if you watch it alone on a large screen in the dark, I assume makes you want to like slit your wrists. But if all of a sudden you're like in the gym and it's on a screen that's four inches big in front of you while you're running, like all of a sudden is it like manageable? Well, the you level just bleakness? you just lose. You just lose. I mean, I don't know. Uh, 
exactly how to answer that, but I do think you lose a lot of the artistry of the film, which is, you know, Roger Deakins was a cinematographer. He's got these great stark backgrounds. Uh, these he didn't kind of, mean like, for me to watch it on my phone? He did not mean for you to watch it in portrait mode on your... on your. What if I watch it in landscape? I don't think that works either, frankly. <laughs> I'm going to have David Lynch have a talk with you. Um, Question. Yeah. Why do you say that a sequel can't ruin the original movies? Have you watched The Matrix in the last 10 years? <laughs> well, we're going to get to this. Yeah. We're going to yeah, get yeah, to this in a minute. To, yeah, no, we can get but to it I, soon. But I, I still contend that The Matrix Reloaded is a is a very uh, good film. And The Matrix Revolutions doesn't quite work for me, but it does nothing to diminish either of the first two films. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you? But have, I do. You, I mean, like, no, do you think it? You think it actually ruins the? I know you were you were very very down on the Matrix Revolutions when it came out. I would argue, for me, uh, there are certain sequels that. So some sequels don't run. Like The Sting Two oh, is a famously, horrible, famously bad, horrible sequel that does not actually ruin the Sting. Mm-hmm. Like it is, you know, it is what it is. Uh, the Two Jakes does not ruin Chinatown. Mm-hmm. The Two Jakes is not a very good it's movie, even though it has movie. a great line, one of my favorite lines in all of cinema. Remind me, in this town, I'm the leper with the most fingers. Oh, okay, that's a, that's a good, good line. Yeah, that's a good right. line. Uh, however, when you have uh, the problem with the Matrix is that the first act, the the original movie, is itself a promise. It is not. It is both a standalone movie, but also a promise about a universe mm-hmm. and when the sequels break the promise about the universe yes. that has the power to diminish the first mm-hmm. act in the in the uh, series uh, f- my my two cents on this is i don't i don't think that again i don't think revolutions was very good but i thought it was totally acceptable within the universe that they had built it didn't it didn't strike me as like cheap in a way that some of these movies sometimes can be the rave Scene and, and all that. Well, that's reloaded, I, I just, though. That's even in, that's in reloaded. Revolutions blows up almost all of the almost all of the ideas from the beginning. Well, your your right. your problem with revolutions is that if I remember correctly, if I remember the piece that you wrote, it was it had to do with uh, Agent Smith kind of no longer having to obey the rules of the universe, and he became right. essentially a second Neo. Right. Right. That never bothered me that much, frankly. Yeah, anyway. bothered bothered me a lot. But I don't know. I mean, look, as somebody who as somebody who doesn't care for math or science, none of this bothered me. What I'm (laughs) arguing is that some sequels, some sequels don't destroy or or lessen the impact, Mm -hmm. but but some sequels do. Right? Do you would you disagree with this? Yes. No. 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 Um, I think it depends on if it alters the universe retroactively, so that you know after there could be a sequel that says everything in the last movie you saw which was a fun movie and everybody liked, is wrong, right? It was just a dream or it was a lie or something, something. Yeah, then it totally disposes it. And then you so can't... the last cons- Jedi. Then, so. Yeah, kind of. That's exactly, that's exactly yeah, what I'm heading at because if you go back, that's... then you can't think to yourself, oh, this is... Okay, you know at the end, actually, what I'm seeing is all a lie. Don't forget, people talk themselves into believing for about two weeks that Revolutions was a great movie. I don't know if you remember this. I don't remember. Not a lot of people, but there was a contingent of people who made the case. Revolutions is great. You and your writing about it at the time convinced me not to see this. The movie I remember that you described the 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 the, the switchblades and things. Is that the reloaded or is that's that reloaded? Reloaded is not reloaded. Mm. Is again an interesting movie. However, it depends. Mm. Its success or failure depends upon the completion of the story that you have been promised. Mm. Yeah. And the completion of the story is so bad mm-hmm. that it 
invalidates to an even larger degree than it does the the original matrix the problem the problem with denigrating reloaded which i like i i can accept i know people don't love it but reloaded has like an hour long action sequence which is is amazing which is one of the greatest things ever put to film don't disagree i mean i like so even if constituent parts of it don't work and even if like you're not a big fan of the Merovingian. I personally I like him. I love the, he's the, Merovingian. the best part. Yeah. The Merovingian is the best part of that movie. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm not saying you. I'm just saying like I know people oh. really had a, had an issue with like, oh, this is dumb. It's all about choice and free will. Every movie is about choice. F off. This is still a fun sequence. Um, the hour long action sequence, or 45 minute or 50 minute, whatever it is, that basically starts in the house of the Merovingian. That starts in the house the of the Merovingian and goes through through the the freeway chase is perfect action cinema it's just perfect agree everything about it is great agreed okay okay um did you have any other sequel thoughts i made a mini i feel like we've had this episode before but i did another ranking anyway of my um least favorite sequels i have some sequel thoughts but do we i mean do we need to break here no 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 i've got one later uh no, no. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I, what I had was I had some some rankings for us to do yeah, later yeah, sure. when it comes to rankings of, oh, that's of the sequels. We could still we could do it at time. We're at 45 yeah, minutes, so we're well. Then we're running out of time. We need to just Let's wrap. Let's do some ranking. Let's do some rankings. We don't need to do the rankings. other thing yet, though. No, no. Oh. I have. It's uh, the ad transition sad. is dependent on the end of the sequels. Oh. Thank you. Oh. Thank you for revealing what's behind the curtain. Okay, Jamie, I'm just sorry. Trust, trust me on this. I, I, I know I forgot once ever. But I went out of my lane there. Please, um, U.S. Marshals, not oh. a very good sequel. <laughs> so wait, what are we? Two thousand and ten. Least favorite. Least favorite. Least sequels. favorite sequels. Least favorite. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, I, I get there's a class of sequels mm-hmm. which are okay. So I understand why you have the Blair Witch too. And the reason is because there's so much money on the table that you can't you not it. You do it. To, yeah, right. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah, there yeah. are it's all, sequels. It's all house money. It's all house money. The Son of the Mask. Is a movie where uh, there is so much money on the table that because the mask made a ton of money. Who was yeah. instead of Jim Carrey? Who was it? God, I forget. We don't even know, right? That's yeah. how bad it was. Okay, don't worry about it. So I see th- mm-hmm. those sorts of things. I understand, and I actually don't even think they're worth a whole lot of scorn. Mm-hmm. This is just like sometimes the cinema is just a matter of economics. Uh, <laughs> staying alive probably counts. Wow, as yes. that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. U.S. Marshals does not. Right, U.S. Marshals is a creative endeavor. (laughs) Wesley Snipes is the he's he's replacing Harrison Ford as the innocent man, and it is on on a book wife. Wife is very the fugitive made a lot of money, but not crazy money. It did not demand a sequel, and that sequel was just ill conceived. The idea was people really love the Tommy Lee Jones character, so we're going to make him the lead. And it's that's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. Robert Downey Jr. is in that, right? Yes, he is. He's like a double judge. The Judge Reinhold lookalike. Yeah, who's not Judge Reinhold? <laughs> no, it's but, not. The guy who likes to drink milk. Go ahead. The guy who looks a lot like Judge mm-hmm. Reinhold. Uh, Caddyshack Two. <laughs> it's on my list. Can we? Can we? In this vein, <laughs> can we? Yeah. Can we? So uh, there, I have a hard time getting upset about franchise sequels right mm-hmm. like yeah. mm-hmm. so like transformers 2 is an unnecessary sequel insofar as it does it's, it's, it's bad and, it is what it is. but but if there wasn't but it is actually a necessary sequel because the whole point of a franchise is to create, to create sequels, sequels. Yes. it is a necessary sequel no um, for the most part i would say the unnecessary bad disaster sequels are in movies where there are only two of them 
Mm. Right. It's like Blues Brothers 2000. There's yeah. no reason to do. Sure. So you can't. Well, there's, there were two, there were two Dumb and Dumber franchise. sequels. There was a second. There was so there was a Dumb and Dumber sequel and a Dumb and Dumber prequel. Oh, that's right. right. The prequel. I remember. Yes. About that. yes. This this violates that rule because right. both of those, those movies are, are very very bad. very very bad movies. <laughs> um, but I so but I I wanted to make a list of unnecessary sequels right. that were actually good mm-hmm. that okay. I enjoy. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. And uh, are you done JVL or did you? Yeah. S Darko. I don't. I I was looking. I was researching for this episode. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't even. I had totally missed it. Did you actually see? Have you seen that? No. JBL. Have you seen it? I have not. Okay. Funny. Anything else? Basic. Do you really remember there was basic a second basic, basic instance? Remember and a second Wall Street in in, in like, in like back to back years. I think it was like one right after the other. There was Basic Instinct two and Wall Street two, and I was like, "Do we? Re- this is like a weird nostalgia it moment." Is a, it is a very was a, very strange. And those things brought back like like you know real actors who didn't need the money. This is why th- those are the types of ill considered sequels that I find a little bit mystifying. Yes. In which fa- almost I want to give them a pass by saying. Maybe mm-hmm. this was just an artistic endeavor that didn't mm-hmm. work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like maybe they're actually, you know, at one point in time there was something that worked here, and the right. the, the idea right. just got lost in the execution. S- S- since Sonny is going to talk about uplifting sequels, I'm going to talk. Uh, let me just get through my list of sequels I did yes. not like. It's I'm not a list; say. it's a ranking. It's a ranking. Right? It's a ranking from least worst to worst worst. Okay. Right. So least worst is the two Jakes. I went to see it in the theater. I think I mentioned this before. I just didn't understand what's happening. It didn't help that I you didn't were see China. I, I didn't see Chinatown either, so it didn't help. I'm like the entire movie. <laughs> How I'm like, what old is were going you? On? You saw that in the theater. High school. High school. High school. Okay. Uh, number three, to be completely honest, and we talked about franchises that that's just what they are. But I'll go out on a limb here. Police Academy Five, not necessary. Why? Because they did not have Steve Guttenberg. Gutenberg. He Ooh, is the he who is replaced the, him. A guy named Matt McCoy, who's just the standard pretty face. You'll use he's unmistakable. When you see him, you'll be like, "Oh, that guy." Do they still have the guy who makes all the sounds of his. Oh, mouth? of course, he's not going in. And high tower. Oh, yeah. And everybody tower. else was everybody still else there. Was there. Yeah, the woman with the you know the, everybody. Everybody's there. Michael Winslow. Yes, Michael Winslow and uh, Tackleberry. Tackleberry. Okay, Tackleberry. So that's right. Who's the guy with the guns? Who's the guy with the guns? Okay, uh, number two, Cannonball Run two. Was very disappointing because, and in the end, you could tell. I mean, there was a scene with Frank Sinatra in the boardroom, and you could tell they just edited it in where Frank was clearly not in the same room as the rest of the actors, and they just had him recorded. And knowing Frank Sinatra, they probably just did one take. And they also, at the end, had a montage um, to speed up the process of the race because they were way behind because of this sort of mafia subplot, uh, and that they had it to uh, music from Menudo. If you remember, Menudo, yes. So that was bad. And number one uh, is one that you already mentioned, JVL, which is Caddyshack 2. Because you cannot replace, I'm sorry, you cannot play, replace Roddy Dangerfield with Jackie Mason. Jackie Mason, And right? you cannot replace yes. Bill Murray with Dan Aykroyd. The Bill In that Murray, role. I love Dan Aykroyd, the, but... The Bill Murray... Bill Murray is Caddyshack to a large degree. Yeah, right. right. You have to have him. Yeah. Son of the Mask, by the way, Jamie Kennedy. Oh! That's right. Okay. That's a thing that never happened. Ugh. Sunny Bunch. All right. Uh, here is my ranking of unnecessary sequels that I actually enjoyed or slash are good. I mean, there's kind of a, some not there. Those are not necessarily the same thing. Number one, The Godfather Part Two. Oh, The Godfather Part Two is an entirely unnecessary sequel. There's nothing. There's nothing more to tell in that story. Slash prequel. It is. It is a. It is. It, the Godfather worked perfectly as a standalone movie. Yeah. Was not intended as part of a franchise, but then. That made a ton of money. They they needed to get a sequel out there, and uh, uh, arguably is better than the original. So that would be my Excellent. number one. That's a good, uh, that's a good one. The Matrix Reloaded, which as we've discussed, 
uh, I think is I think is actually very good. I think I'm it's sorry, a very. Are you going? I'm going up, best down or best from top to the from, bottom. From here. top to bottom. Okay. Uh, number three, uh, Rocky two, three, four, Balboa, uh, and then Creed. And then Creed. Question. <laughs> yes. Within this subcategory, mm-hmm. please of Rocky rank. movie. Please to be ranking uh, of good. The the sub rank the subcategory of good Rocky sequels uh, would probably look something like from best to worst. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Be Four, very careful with your first pick here. Four mm, correct two mm. no no Creed Balboa three. No. Please, Vic, could you give the correct ranking of the sub Rockies? Yeah, well, I would just switch the top. It would be four and then three. Yes. My no. prediction, oh, Lang. My prediction, pain. Nonsense. Plus the fabulous Thunderlips. Yes, both. Almost, both. I almost, I almost both. left three off this list entirely. How could you do that? Three is really Clubber good. Lang is one of the great. Clubber okay. Lang is at number four. Number four. Clubber Lang oh, isn't even a villain. Like I you're basically that. rooting, I'm rooting for, for Clubber Lang. Lang. <laughs> what well, you're rooting for all the villains? Pain. Not for Ivan Drago. Uh, what am I, a commie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. In some uh, ways. Number four, I, I, I have this on here, and I don't necessarily think it's a good movie, but it's one I enjoy because I find it totally fascinating. Blair Witch Two, Book of Shadows, which I, <laughs> I like. I actually, which I actually find again. It's I don't think it, I don't think it's a good movie, but it is a fascinating look at the way that a Hollywood studio would make a Blair Witch type movie. Like Blair Witch is like creepy and and like scary and good on its own because it's done on this shoestring budget right. with like amateur actors, yeah. and, and like Blair Witch Two is like it's like somebody sat down in a studio and was like, okay, let's do that again, but let's do it <laughs> our way. <laughs> And it is such a it's such a fascinating disaster mm-hmm. that it 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 bears watching mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. scrutiny to okay. to see what exactly was wrong. And I actually like 2010. I actually like 2010. I think it's 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 a totally acceptable good movie. What Space Odyssey? Yeah, the sequel to with Roy Scheider. Yeah. I saw that in the theater as well without having seen 2001 because I was a kid <laughs> at the time. And you know what? I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was kind of glass nostalgic. It's, it's a little it's not a, anti. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a little. It's, yeah, it's like know, a. It's 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 nuclear. like it's squish. More, it's squishy. It's squishy. It's squishy. But it does. Remind but, me what happens in the big battle in that movie. It's not really a battle. <laughs> yeah, the big with the laser ships where they go. <laughs> well, the Millennium Falcon comes in and blows it all up. I uh I I purchased the comic book adaptation of, of 2010. Wow. And that was so effing boring. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, like much, of, like much. The movie had John Lithgow was in it, I believe, and Bob Balaban was was in it. And of Bob, course, Bob Balaban, Balaban is in two thousand and ten. He has to converse yeah, with the, Hal. He's the computer expert. He has to convince Hal not to kill everybody again. Um, you know what I would have loved to see? I would have loved to see a sequel to The Tuxedo with Jennifer Love Hewitt and Jackie Chan, but instead of Jackie Chan, it would have been me. Anyway, speaking of tuxedos, wedding season is upon us. You're going to be doing it big and going out to all of your buddies' weddings. When you're bringing a date, you want to look fresh, but it has to be convenient. That's where the theblacktux.com comes in. The Black Tux has awesome suits and tuxedos in all kinds of styles, and you rent them online. I tried the Wrigley suit, which fit like a tee, but also former Free Beacon intern Graham Pirro and his buddies use the Black Tux for senior ball at Georgetown. They look great. I saw the pictures. The Black Tux offers the kinds of suits and tuxedo styles that would normally be wildly expensive to buy, and you might only wear it once. 
like the emerald shawl tuxedo. It's funky, it's cool, but how many times are you going to wear an emerald green tuxedo? With the black tux, you can do you and blow it out for your big one-time event. So try out a new look, do something different, and take your style to the next level with the black tux free home try-on. You can see the fit and feel the quality of your suit months before your event. After ordering, your suit will arrive 14 days before your event. If anything is less than perfect, the Black Tux will send you a replacement right away. And remember how simple returns are. Wear it, turn heads, then send it back three days after your event. Uh, shipping is free both ways. Stand out at your event for the right reasons with the Black Tux. To get $20 off your purchase, visit theblacktux.com substandard. That's theblacktux.com substandard for $20 off your purchase. The Black Tux, premium and rental suits and tuxedos delivered. Corrections editions. I have an edition. Yeah. Our friend Adam White tells me after he heard the episode, he would have happily chimed in to talk about his Lowe's, Lowe's experience. Really? Yes. Uh, he had something being delivered. I forget what it was, but it came supposedly assembled and it was not, it fell apart. So he called and angrily demanded that they take it back after being on the phone for 20 minutes. And then they promised to take it back on a certain day. They didn't. And then they finally came back three days later after he called and called and called again. And then when they said it was ready for, to be uh, picked up, they never for the next delivery date, never happened again. He had enough. He drove to the Lowe's and went to, directly to meet with the manager say, I'm here actually. And where is it? And they had to look in the back, and it took them 20 minutes to find it. And there it was with his name and address on it. But it was like, oh, there it is. Yeah. Okay. It's hard. Home you know, Depot. I, I had a, uh, so I had a little project that I had to do. We got a water table for the baby uh, to go out on the deck. Ah. And uh, so <laughs> to, to cut this down short, the water table really wants to have an electrical pump in it. But it was just built without one of those things. So what it wants, truly, is the design wants to have a pump pushing water to the top of the thing and then cascading out. But instead, it's like, you know, hey, the, you, the parent, can scoop uh, little shovels and just pour it in for your kid over and over and yeah, over yeah, again. Sure. And so we decided to mod this out, the girls and I, for the, the benefit of the baby. And so I said, huh, should I go and spend my money at Lowe's? No, no, I didn't. I went to Home Depot and I explained what the you know. There's always the lady in the apron when yeah. you walk right in. Yeah, said, "Hey, can I help you with what you're looking for?" And I explained to her that we were looking to like turbocharge the baby's water table, and she's like, "Yeah, come with me." And she walked me to where the pumps were in oh that aisle. I picked out my pump, and then she walked me over to the plumbing aisle with the plastic tubing and showed me the tubing I would need, and that was that. What an amazing experience I had at the Home Depot. That sounds very stress-free. Lowe's, the worst, the worst store. Sonny, anything? You're good. No, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta I tell you what, I gotta change a fill valve in a toilet. Can I just have JVL come over and do that? He seems to be pretty handy with this sort of. Thing. You want to come, come fix my toilet? Uh, I've I haven't done full rebuilds, but I've done partial. No, rebuilds. I I just need I just need to like change the fill valve. It, like it looks very easy according it's to not. YouTube. Looks very. Looks this very is the simple. flapper. Not the flapper. The the other thing, the thing that actually hooks into the water source. Yeah, yeah you yeah. can do that. That's yeah, yeah. a that pop should, on, pop off. It should be thing. pretty easy, yeah. I think. But you'll turn off the water first, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. obviously. Okay. Very good. I actually, you know, I didn't think I'd get into that, but I actually got into a little bit of toilet repair when I lived at the Kennedy Warren, of all places. I could just, I didn't feel like calling maintenance, and I just started 
understanding how Started it works. monkeying around. Monkeying around. around. And my temporary fixes work for a little bit. Anyway. Well, that's where you always stash the drugs. That's right. Is in the, the tank the, of the and, toilet. And by the right? way, those Kennedy Ward toilets were fantastic. Because the dogs can't smell them there. That's right. That's right. Um, okay. <laughs> that's where Karen Hill Wasn't this a staple of the 80s movies? Mm-hmm. It's like the Put drugs are always tank, in the tank of the, the toilet. Tank, in the tank in a bag. Okay. That's all the time we're giving to this episode. Uh, questions, comments, complaints, compliments. Tweet us at Victorina Mattis at Sunday Bunch. At JV Last. Again, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play. Just type in substandard at a podcast. We're there. Leave a review. Tell your friends. Until next time. Uh, are we even going to do a show next week? I'm happy to skip it. What I, is unless, next week? It's Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Man. Wasp. Unless, of course, they might show that on the ship. It's a Disney ship. I don't know. Maybe they do. I have no idea. Do you want to have a guest in? Do you want to just do it us? Well, I mean, if Vic can't do I it. I mean, I'll physically can... be here. But if Oh, you'll be back? I'm, I, I, it's a five-day cruise, so it's Wednesday to he Sunday. He gets back on Sunday. So, oh, yeah. well, we should just do yeah, it like yeah, normal yeah, next week. We have to think week. way ahead until you're... Yeah, until I go away. Mm-hmm. Um Okay. Uh, there's one other thing I'd want to talk about, though. Um, oh, okay. Go ahead. No, I, I, I just, you know, I had done some errands yesterday. Oh, yeah. yeah. go ahead. No, 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 no. no errands. And then, no, no, no. I just came back uh, to uh, the house and came. You were doing was, errands on Wednesday uh, while Sunday. you were at oh, the. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. While you were on four, the, the cruise? Four days ago. Four days ago. You're doing four errands on Wednesday, the 4th of July? Oh, my That doesn't gosh. sound right. Oh, no, 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 no. What am I talking <laughs> about? Uh, and I had come back, and Kate was half awake, half napping, but the kids are all there on the couch, piled in, and the TV's on. I said, What are you watching? I look in, and they were watching Dark Knight Rises. And he's it's on TV, he said. I go, let me guess what Marvel movie you're watching. He goes, no, 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 it's on TV. And the next thing you know, I'm there. And it's like middle of Sunday afternoon, all four of us all watching. It's a really good movie. And it, yes. No, that's all I wanted to say. It's a really good movie. And the then Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Dark Knight, yeah, with, with Bane. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to set up <laughs> so our, really, our no, outro That's all I wanted here? to say. It was great. And hold on. And, oh, and then I got them all to root against Justice League because it was coming on next. And I told them how bad it was. So don't watch it because it's not the same Batman. Wait, Justice League was coming on next? Yeah. On what channel? TNT. Not she, uh, Batman Superman. Sorry. Oh, yeah, okay. Up. I was going to say. Yeah. Anyway. Not... Yeah. Do we want to set up the, the outro music or no? Sure. How do we do that? What do you I mean? don't know. Did we do it last time or no? Uh, you did. You did a nice little walk of it. No, explain. I didn't. That was it. Was you? Uh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. Well, uh, we're it? Have to, was this? It you know, we we'll just cut our, all of this. Yeah, I'll okay. just go right to the outro okay. music. All right, all right. Or our nice friend, we'll give a shout out to our friend Scotty Rock at Twitter, uh, who is, who put together that song for May, and now he's got a song for us for June. Yeah. Enjoy. Hey June, you weren't so bad. You had a slow start, but things got better. Remember, that solo came out in May. And with Ocean's 8, things did get better. Hey June, you love sequels. Gender-swapped reboots and broken records. Together, these two films saved a possible grave studios can't afford. 
And anytime someone complains, hey June, restrain. Unwanted sequels still have their place. Yes, you were incredible and never dull like a volcano blowing up in your face. You know, like like that one on, on the island in Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Finish strong, and each of your films held over well. Even the likes of Sicario 2 and Uncle Drew were able to excel. We all love superheroes and big dinos. Guys, who cares if plots make any sense? We're rather dense, and studios will capitalize. Because we've proven time and time again, we like really bad stuff. I mean, did anyone really want an Ocean's Eight? But it was pretty good. And I love Sandra Bullock. She is the bomb. Miss Congeniality is a great movie. I'll fight you if you disagree. And Incredibles 2 was like the perfect family movie. And yeah, I know Pixar isn't what they once were, but this is still a step up from a lot of other stuff. And, uh, you know, Jurassic Kingdom or World or Fallen playground, whatever. You know, just just deal with it. It's schlock. It's got big dinosaurs. It's got the best Chris with Chris Pratt, so it's fine. And Sicario 2, well, it wasn't as good as the first one, but what is? So it's fine. Del Toro and Brolin are amazing, and I'll watch them do anything. And then Uncle Drew, I guess people need a fix. It's fine. I swear, it's fine. I'm sure it's fine.